Hooray! I'd like to preface this episode with the fact that I just found out today that I passed my CDCES exam. So not only do I have personal experience with insulin resistance and type 2 diabetes, which I'm going to be talking about today, I am now a certified diabetes care and educator specialist, or is it education specialist? Um, and another thing that most people don't know is that I also have a degree. I've never really shared this much on social media because I carried a lot of shame around it due to the fact that I was morbidly obese. And But it, I actually went to school to become an RDN, which is a registered dietitian nutritionist. And I didn't know that the reason why I was just gaining weight and gaining weight is because I was actually insulin resistant and I think a lot of people are insulin resistant and don't even realize it and it leads to so many bad health problems. So we're going to talk about all of this but yeah welcome to episode 29. I'm calling it Loco Moco to Low Carb where we're going to be shaking things up because us Hawaiians we love our Loco Moco right but a lot of us should be concerned about how it actually affects our health especially when it comes to insulin resistance but guess what Kako? you don't have to trade in your favorite local dishes for boring ass low carb alternatives i've got exciting news to share with you guys um, which is a solution to lowering your your blood sugar levels that allows you to enjoy all of your favorite local foods i've been doing a protocol since mid-november to manage my condition that didn't require me to give up my favorite foods and I have a ton of videos on my TikTok at Wellness Bestie. I'll link it in the description. And you can see for yourself what I've been eating and how much belly fat I have lost since then without even working out. I didn't even start working out until just this past Monday, yesterday. Okay? So get ready to learn how to take control of your health without sacrificing your favorite male So did you guys know that insulin resistance is a growing health concern, especially in Hawaii? It's a condition where your kino doesn't use insulin effectively, leading to high levels of glucose in your blood. And this is a condition that's becoming increasingly prevalent among Hawaiians and can lead to serious health problems if you leave it untreated. While genetics and family history can play a role, there are also a few lifestyle factors that we need to pay attention to. Now, if you're from Hawaii, local food is actually one of the big factors that can cause insulin resistance. We've got some amazing foods like Korean fried chicken, lao lao, spam musubi, kalua pig and cabbage, shave ice, plate lunch that aren't so amazing for our health. These foods are often high in refined carbs, added sugars, unhealthy fats, which can all lead to spikes in blood sugar levels and weight gain. And over time, this can eventually lead to insulin resistance and related issues like type 2 diabetes, heart disease, fatty liver. I'm going to share with you guys the many effects of insulin resistance that can lead to a variety of health problems amongst Hawaiians. The first one is type 2 diabetes. Insulin resistance is the leading cause of type 2 diabetes. And according to the Hawaii um, Department of Health, Native Hawaiians are over three times more likely to be diagnosed with diabetes compared to other racial groups in the state. 
with insulin resistance our body needs more insulin to manage our blood sugar levels which can eventually lead to the pancreas being unable to produce enough insulin to keep up with demand so as a result glucose builds up in the bloodstream leading to high blood sugar levels and over time high blood sugar levels can it can cause some serious complications like nerve damage kidney disease vision loss then we got cardiovascular disease. Insulin resistance can also increase our risk of heart disease, another leading cause of death amongst Hawaiians. In fact, I recently learned this in school. Insulin resistance can lead to a condition that's called um, atherosclerosis. Atherosclerosis. It's a weird fucking word, yeah? But it's basically when plaque builds up in our arteries and it blocks blood flow. So this can cause serious health problems like heart attack, stroke, vascular dementia and even loss of limbs obesity weight gain insulin resistance can make it really challenging to lose weight and it can lead to increased body fat this is because insulin resistance um causes our body to store excess glucose as fat particularly around the waistline you know your old pool huh and this can lead to obesity, which is a significant risk factor for many health problems, including heart disease, stroke, type 2 diabetes. On top of that, insulin resistance can make it more difficult for our body to use stored fat as energy, making weight loss even more challenging. Mental health is another one. Did you know that insulin resistance not only affects our physical health, but our mental health? Recent studies have found that there is a link between insulin resistance and mood disorders like depression and anxiety because insulin actually plays an important role in regulating the neurotransmitters that are in your brain, which are responsible for our emotions and our mood. So when your body is resistant to insulin, it can throw off this delicate balance of these neurotransmitters leading to changes in our mood and our emotions another and then other health problems you know it's it's linked to non-alcoholic fatty liver disease a condition where too much fat accumulates in the liver and it can lead to major liver damage additionally um, there's been research that insulin resistance could be linked to certain types of cancer including breast um colorectal pancreatic cancer um it's also been said that it's part i don't know it has a role in it plays a role in alzheimer's um too which is a progressive brain disorder that can lead to memory loss and cognitive decline now insulin resistance it can be sneaky and sometimes hard to detect but there are actually signs and symptoms that can give us a clue. The first one is weight gain or the inability to lose weight. So have you been trying to lose weight, noticing that it's been really tough to shed those pounds, especially around your pool? That is a sign of insulin resistance. And I'm just gonna say it, Hawaiian, if you are morbidly obese, like how I was, you get diabetes, okay? But Nori, I get, I got you, okay? I, I know we all think that, you know, once you get type 2 diabetes, you get them forever, you gotta stay on medication for the rest of your life. That's not true, but I'm gonna get into that later. The next symptom is fatigue. 
feeling sluggish all the time. You sleep nine hours a night, but you're still tired. Girl, that's a sign, okay? Brain fog. If you have trouble concentrating, that is also a sign. Or maybe you get ADHD, I don't know. But usually brain fog, like you just no can concentrate at all. Maybe you usually used to concentrating, you know, and then now you no can or something like that. It's, it's probably because of that. So then you have, let's see, what's the other one? Oh, craving sugary treats after meals. Another symptom of insulin resistance. Um, thirsty, blurry vision. Another sign because insulin resistance affects the blood sugar levels. And so what happens is you're thirsty and you have to go shishi all the time because your your body's trying to flush out all that sugar okay cub cub you know what i'm talking about yeah that dark brown stuff you see on the back of the neck the dark skin in places where it just should not be dark yeah um no matter like how much you exfoliate how much you scrub them it just doesn't go away that's a sign of insulin resistance and then skin tags you, you know what those are they're pupuka little tags of skin on your butt disgusting i used to have that under my armpit and after i healed myself it just went away i was like what the heck it's important to also remember that not everybody with insulin resistance is going to experience symptoms a lot of people are walking around and they don't even know they have insulin resistance the only way to really confirm a diagnosis is through blood tests to measure insulin and blood sugar levels so if you're experiencing any of these symptoms um or you're just concerned about your risk, I think it would be a good idea to talk to your healthcare provider. And don't wait until it's too late, Kako, because when you catch it early, you can actually take steps to prevent a lot of serious health complications down the road. So by making small changes to our lifestyle, we can actually reduce our risk of developing insulin resistance and related health problems. You can start by eating a balanced diet, which is rich in fiber. Fiber is major. If you, according to the American Heart Association, if you are a woman under the age of 50 years old, you want to get about 25 grams of fiber every day. Men under 50, 38. Now, if you are over 50, women, you want to do about 21 grams. Men, about 30 grams, okay? But you can get more fiber by incorporating more whole foods, you know, locally grown fruits and veggies. Gosh, I miss that. Whole grains, lean proteins. Those are all very nutrient dense foods that can actually help prevent insulin resistance. Fiber. The reason for fiber is because it helps to, um, I don't know what the word is, but like right now, but it's, um, it helps to keep your blood sugar levels low. Okay, because in nature, gosh, I wasn't going to talk about this, but in nature, food is just packaged um, naturally to have fiber on it on the outside. But, you know, when they when they take the apple and they juice it and you make you make juice, apple juice, it's basically just sugar water. The fiber is gone. So now that juice is going to spike your insulin well, spike your blood sugar levels. But if you were to eat the apple the fiber makes it slower for the body to process that sugar and, and give you a spike. Do you see that, what I'm saying? And so a lot of our foods, we, we strip the, well, not we, but the food industry strips the fiber out of the food. 
and in a way i feel like they're doing that on purpose see i wasn't going to talk about this they're doing that on purpose to make us sick but i also do feel like we have a responsibility a part in that because they're gonna make what we buy right the most so if we're eating white bread all the time and everybody's buying that like of course they're going to keep providing more white bread versus you know some kind of whole grain bread right but anyways but you know if you're like Ugh, i don't like eat healthy like no hind we can still indulge in our local favorites by implementing some very simple practices that i'm going to share with you guys in a little bit um actually let's just go into it so intermittent fasting is the first one this is another lifestyle change it's been shown to improve insulin resistance um i've been doing it consistently since mid-november 2022 this involves alternating periods of eating with periods of fasting um and I, i'm sorry to say this but you know what 12 hours of not eating is not fasting okay that's just not eating now you want to do a, at least 16 18 hours at the least okay now that is a fast this allows your um, blood sugar levels to drop to lower okay so um, that's how it helps with insulin resistance because when you're not putting stuff in right obviously it it's um, it's forcing the body well I wouldn't say forcing I feel like that's not the right word but whatever it's um, it makes the body have to go to its own energy reserves and burn all of that for energy instead of just whatever the heck you're eating all the time because you're constantly snacking and eating and that right so it actually gets to go and use its own energy and sometimes your body freaks out um and then people are like oh i know can do the hypo and i good brah brah look um back in the in the vacajico yeah when we never have fast food in all kind of food places everywhere on every corner and the you know um yeah, our bodies were built to to handle fasting. If not, Kanaka would be just dropping dead everywhere. We wouldn't even be alive today, right? Because all of our kupuna would be freaking dead because they never have food, right? So that whole concept that you not can fast, bro, our bodies are built to fast, okay? I don't, I don't care what anybody tells me. Um, you're just making excuses. Um, and if you don't, give it a try, like a real shot, and build your way up to it. So if you're starting off like, okay, I could just not eat for 14 hours or 12 hours like start slow and then build up till you get to the point where you want to be um i've done a 36 that's well i actually went almost to 40 hours i never feel like i was gonna die in fact i went feel like i had choke energy and i couldn't even sleep i think i was sleeping like four hours and i felt super energized so you know don't don't feed into the concept that fasting is bad for you and you're starving yourself and then you're just going to store more fat it is not true um and i feel like yeah of course they're going to say that because hello intermittent fasting number one free right free way to heal yourself yeah whereas they just want to pump drugs in us yeah okay I, okay i could go into a whole rabbit hole on that one so anyways let's get back on track so in addition to diet to fasting Regular physical activity, really important, duh. Um, aim for at least 150 minutes of moderate intensity activity per week. That's about 20 to 30 minutes a day. You could do brisk walking, cycling, but make sure you incorporate strength training exercise at least two days per week because if not, you could be one skinny fat person, okay? You gotta, you gotta build the muscles, yeah? Um, getting enough sleep, really important, and managing stress um 
chronic stress, lack of sleep, that can lead to elevated cortisol levels in the body, which increase insulin resistance. So maybe practicing relaxation techniques like meditation, do some yoga, um, even foam rolling. I don't know. I feel like that's very relaxing, even though it hurts. But after all, oh, you just feel like you can get a freaking lomi. Um, do that at least, you know, yeah, a day, every day. Okay, relax. But, you know, I, I got to admit, as a registered dietitian um, and now a certified diabetes care and education specialist, I'm not always the, the greatest at sticking to balanced meals. So I've been supplementing with fiber. And it's not the over-the-counter crap that you get from Walmart. Maybe you tutu man drink them every morning. This is a pre-meal drink that's designed to help you maintain a healthy diet by providing critical fiber, plant fibers, insoluble and soluble fibers that aren't available in the standard American diet, the SAD diet, okay? And reducing the impact of carbohydrates on your body by creating a fiber matrix around the food that you eat. So what it does is it slows down the rate at which your body processes carbs and it helps you to feel fuller longer too. Um, so I don't even eat as much um, now, which I don't know. I think it makes me feel good, you know. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, okay. So to get back on that, so it's a blend of plant molecules. There's vitamins. Um, it supports cholesterol absorption, aids in proper digestion, supports healthy blood sugar levels. Like, I, I can't say enough, but it's basically a food. There's no weird drugs or chemicals in it it's all natural ingredients it's literally medicine like real medicine like the kind of medicine that our kupuna would use like like yeah that's what this is and so um it also has this awesome i don't know what to call it like this very unique delivery technology that ensures optimal absorption of the ingredients I'm just gonna leave it at that i'm not a pro at this okay i'm kind of new to to the, the the product but anyways i also take yerba mate so yerba mate has got about 10 times the amount of chlorogenic acid that keeps us going back to starbucks and dutch bros okay it's it's a pick-me-up it's shown to improve brain i don't know what you would say cognitive health um it helps with fasting it also helps with your weight digestion your overall health i swear you know you know how people say don't talk to me until i get my coffee you know why they say that because it's the chlorogenic acid people think it's the caffeine it's not um okay what else can i tell you guys okay so my when i first um started this protocol that i was telling you guys about my fasting blood sugar levels used to be in the high 200s i think the highest i seen them was like two 272 a normal fasting blood sugar level is like 99 milligrams per deciliter is liters is what i'm saying okay when i'm talking about these numbers but if you're interested i can i can tell you guys more about the pona project it's a protocol that i've been doing for about <clears throat> i want to say 22 weeks now and i'm at my lowest weight that i've been in a decade my waistline has slimmed down a bunch i've lost so much belly fat and I wasn't even working out, you guys. And so, I mean, I'm proud to say I'm no longer shaped like Mata Earth. That's for sure. And my father, my sibling, both are on the protocol. My father is on insulin. His um, A1C went from like a 9.5, 
which is really high, Kako, to like a um, a six point six just the other day. I think he went on the thirteenth to the to the doctor. Now, what does that all mean, right? I say all these numbers. Look, five point six is is normal. Okay, <clears throat> that means you know my diabetes. He is literally point two points from being pre-diabetic instead of having full-blown diabetes at a 9.5 okay so he is one whole point from being healed like healing himself okay and he's doing the protocol not not super perfect i mean i i guarantee you guys if he does when he goes back in six months i feel like he's gonna probably <coughs> he's gonna probably not be diabetic anymore i don't know i'm just saying but anyways, yeah, so if you guys are interested in learning more about this, just shoot me uh, your email address. I'm not going to spam you. I'm not going to hound you. I definitely will not be doing that because I it just doesn't resonate for me to be like, hey, just wanted to follow up. Like, if people want to do it, then they want to do it. If they don't want to do it, then don't do it. Like, stay sick, Hawaiian. Like, seriously. So I'm not chasing people or anything. That If you want information, I'll send it to you. If you don't respond to me then that's okay but if you do and you go and get it and whatever i'm gonna give you all this the cockle that you need to to heal yourself okay so i want to wrap it up i feel like i just didn't talk too much in that last segment but taking care of our olakino is essential managing insulin resistant is crucial is a crucial aspect of it particularly for us hawaiians who are at a higher risk of developing this condition and a lot of Hawaiians are walking around. They don't even know they have them. But don't worry. You know, we, we talked about some practical steps that you can do to make a difference. One of the most important things is to seek advice from a healthcare provider. I, I Doing the um, the point at me thing. Okay, if you like. Um, but, you know, or, or just go to your doctor. You know, your family practitioner who can provide you personalized advice and treatment options but my point na ke self-care is a lifelong journey and every little step counts so you know keep pushing forward don't hesitate for reach out for help and support if that's something that resonates with you because you know together yeah we, we can make positive changes and improve our health and our well-being 